Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. This week's theme, what is it? Reverence. And what is the prompt for this week's theme? I love it. It's number 20, the sunflowers. The root of the word reverence means to stand in awe. What inspires awe in your life? Hmm. As you know, this prompt sparks joy for me because it goes into root words. I love root words. Sometimes the most obvious thing is already hidden right there in front of us. And for me, the hidden word here is inspire, which in Latin is related to spiritus or inspirar, which means to breathe. And there's something about awe that both breathes in life, but also like the sequoia trees, the grand trees that have been standing for 1500 years. Awe can also just take our breath away. And so just that beautiful exchange of giving breath and taking breath, awe is so beautiful. I love that image of the tall trees, of you, Omar, and your family gathering around these beautiful trees and just breathing with them. It's like from family to family, human family to tree family. It's just so beautiful to imagine. Well, you know, and as we're talking about this grove of sequoias that my family was standing in, and as we talk about this exchange, well, where does the air come from? It comes from the trees. And when our breath goes out, where does it go? It goes into the carbon dioxide, which the trees breathe in. And so it is this just beautiful exchange that we can sometimes forget that, oh, we're all connected. And the awe is just really a moment to look up and crane our necks and to see high up there in the limbs, the leaves just breathing in. And as they breathe out, we are breathing in. And it's just this incredible exchange. And the other wonderful thing about just imagining this grove of trees is I'm learning more and more about how trees talk to each other that they are connected, not just in the air, but in their root systems. And in fact, sequoias, as tall as they are, they actually have fairly shallow root systems. And the only reason that these tremendously large trees can have shallow root systems is because their roots are interconnected. And it's their interconnected roots that allows them to weather storms and to weather change across hundreds and hundreds of years. And so to be able to stand as tall as they do is only because their roots are interconnected, that they're talking to each other and they're in relationship. Hmm. I just love this idea that you're posing about awe and wonder coming from this connection to nature, this realization that everything is interrelated. And it's just interesting how when we are really struck with a moment of reverence and a moment of awe, it takes our breath away. And because we can also see our relationship to that thing in some way, you know, maybe it's like beyond us. We can't understand it with our minds, but we're like, wow. I feel a connection to, to this thing, you know, and I just imagine you with your family 
looking up and these majestic trees looking back down at you and just so beautiful to imagine that scene of like connection and what are the trees thinking when they're looking down at you guys? <laughs> well, I know for me right now, just even picturing that moment that evening as the sun was sort of setting, it was a feeling of, I get to be a part of this. And that to me is what reverence in some ways sparks is this, this feeling that as amazing and as majestic as this space is, and whether that space is a cathedral of a building or a cathedral of trees or just the cathedral of the constellations in the sky, it's just for one moment, we're just like, oh my goodness, I get to be a part of this. I am a part of this, this thing that is beyond what my brain can even handle. When you look up at those trees, your brain is trying to put it in proportion. And I think at some point it just sort of gives up and it's like, okay, I'm just going to appreciate it. <laughs> I don't need to put it to scale. The scale is actually uh, the wrong way to even think about it. And so the brain kind of just lets go and is just then in awe. It is just breathing and standing with whether it is that tree or this moment. And I think for me in this practice of gratitude and thinking about nature, what are the things that we can do to create inspiration in our lives? What are those spires? What are those moments that we create each and every day that sort of says like, ooh, I get to be a part of this? Mm. You know, something that you're helping me see for the first time, which is, you know, a lot about awe is I'm looking at the card in front of me right now. And with the sunflower, it's actually two in the illustration. And it's plural, sunflowers. And they look kind of like they're connecting or their heads are kind of touching each other. And it's almost like, how can we make meaning from the world without that relationship to something else to connect it with? And it's almost like the, the size of the tree or the, you know, compared to us as humans. I mean, it's just so, so magical to just see that relationship or that difference. And, and it's just interesting how even in the artwork, it's showing how reverence can be amplified, can be magnified when, when it is in relationship to something else. And sometimes that something else is beyond human capacity to imagine. And that's what sometimes relationship gives us is a sense of scale. But this kind of scale, we're not coming at it from a place of judgment. This isn't like, oh, this is this tree is big and therefore, and I'm small, therefore tree is good, I'm bad. It's just, oh, I get to be in relationship. And this tree is showing me so much time has passed in ways that my, you know, limited sort of point of view doesn't even allow me to see. But then the tree is giving me this gift of saying, I've been here for 1500 years. I've seen things come and go. And it doesn't mean that this moment doesn't matter. It just means that this moment matters even more. It feels really special, like something that you just hold so delicately in your hands, like something you treasure. It just makes me think, you know, do I do that enough in my life? Do I hold sacred 
this, these relationships with people and nature and what I am able to have in my life, the experiences, just the fact that you and I are able to be in Hawaii in these two different islands at this time, so, so random, um, and to be around nature is just, it's a treasure. I'd love to hear how the artist Arlene was inspired by the sunflowers as she illustrated them. Hi, my name is Arlene, and I'm the artist of the plant drawings for the Gratitude Blooming card deck. Day 23 of the 100-day project was a sunflower kind of day for me. I remember the foggy day in San Francisco in April 2015 when I decided I'd try to channel the sun for a burst of energy and clarity by drawing sunflowers. I didn't have a live sunflower to draw from, but I did have a book of paintings by Vincent van Gogh that included his two cut sunflowers from 1887. His painting is in color, but I decided to try drawing the flowers using pencil on paper. This drawing took intense concentration to make, and I felt like I entered into a meditative-like state where time and boundaries gently disappeared, kind of like the feeling of being in the thick fog which was just outside the door of the studio. I was imagining Van Gogh's own hand drawing these sunflowers and felt amazed imagining my own hand making some of the same movements and marks as his. And for a brief moment, I felt the reverence he must have had for these flowers to draw them with such tenderness. And then I felt an immense rush of reverence Reverence for the gifts Van Gogh left us, not just his paintings, but his love of the world that he observed and drew. Not too much unlike the world that is just outside our doors, too. I think one of the reasons his work is so beloved today is that he captured something beyond the representational subjects he drew. He captured his love of the subjects of his works. So this drawing was not only reverence for those who blazed trails before us, but reverence for the love they left us in the process of making something from their hearts for us and many more still to come to revere as much as we do. How fantastic that the inspiration for these sunflowers came about 134 years ago. <laughs> In many ways, it really is about what can stand the test of time. The sequoias are a reminder of the test of time 1,500 years ago. And Arlene's then flipping it and thinking about, well, how is her art going to impact somebody 134 years from now? What seedlings are growing now that are going to be standing in a grove 1,500 years from now? And this is just a blip in time as we think about the billions and billions of years that made this moment even possible. And what are we planting now to create inspiration and awe in the future? I love how for her, the process was so unexpected, the way it unfolded. 
And in many ways, I'm thinking back to joy and presence as well, like how it can be really an unexpected trail of breadcrumbs that lead us to create something that's timeless, that's that's beautiful, that that creates awe and wonder. And it's almost this energy of be, just following an excitement or an inspiration, the light, you know, in the case of the sunflower, you know, I love how they their heads kind of move based on how the light moves of the sun. And in some ways they're kind of following, well, where is the light in this moment? You know, what is that telling me in this moment? And how can I continue to be guided by that? And that's really what's inspiring for me right now. And also Omar thinking about our work, you know, like, we have no idea where this is all going to go. And, you know, in many ways, we're just following these breadcrumbs of light that show up for us, you know, as we take one step and then another step and then another step. There's something, too, because we lean heavily into gratitude in nature in the gratitude circles that we hold. Because gratitude is biological. It's in us. Nature is both what is in us and all around us. But I think for today and this conversation around reverence and particularly hearing Arlene's story about being inspired by Van Gogh is the importance of art. And there are no words. Just as the tree is not actually saying anything in the language that I use every day, she was looking at art and he was trying to capture light 134 years ago. And it still stood the test of time to communicate something to Arlene that said, what light are you seeing right now? And that's, I think, what is so powerful about art and music is you don't even need to speak the same language so people from around the world can listen to a song and they may not know the words in terms of what they mean, but they can feel them. And so maybe reverence is what is unspoken, unsaid, but felt because it is sort of connecting at a level that we don't even need to limit with letters and words. One of the inspirations that I had for this week is this piece from Herbie Hancock. And Herbie Hancock is a jazz musician, and he was talking about playing with the jazz legend Miles Davis. And he thought he made a mistake. And all Miles Davis heard was music. I think we're going to get to hear a clip of it right now. So right in the middle of Miles' solo, when he was playing one of his amazing solos and I'm trying you know I'm in there and I'm playing right in the middle of his solo I played the wrong chord a chord that was it just sounded completely wrong it sounded like a big mistake and I did this and I went oh like this and I put my hands around my 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 ears and Miles paused for 
a second, and then he played some notes that made my chord right. He made it correct, which astounded me. I was I couldn't believe what I heard. He, Miles was able to make something that was wrong into something that was right, with with the power of his of the choice of notes that he made and the feeling that he had. And so I couldn't play for 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 about a minute. I couldn't even touch the piano. You know, but uh, uh, what I realize now is that Miles didn't hear it as a mistake. He heard it as something that happened, just an event. And so that was part of the reality of what was happening at that moment. And he dealt with it. He found something that, um, since he didn't hear it as a mistake, he felt it was his responsibility to find something that fit. <laughs> and he was able to do that. That, that taught me a, a very big lesson about not only music, but a, about life. You know, we can look for the world to be as we would like it to be as individuals, you know, make it easy for me, that idea. We can look for that. But I think the important thing is that we grow. And the only way we can grow is to have a mind that's open enough to be able to accept situations, to, to be able to, to experience situations as they are and turn them into medicine, turn poison into medicine. Take whatever situation you have and make, make something constructive happen with it. That's what I learned from that situation with Miles. Reverence is medicine. It's what allows us to grow. We're not mistakes. We're here with a purpose. We're here because we're loved. That's what's sacred. It's what humans get to participate in the world as we get to participate in the world through the language of love. That's why art can be so powerful because it strips things down and just gets to the essence of a feeling. The feeling of listening to a song, the feeling of seeing a piece of art just connect to something in our own heart. It's probably no accident that the word art is inside the word heart because that's what it's speaking to. I love how it continues to remind us about the connections and the interconnectedness and following one clue with your heart then leads to another and how it is a dance when we're in relationship with one another between two musicians, between Arlene and the spirit of Van Gogh and there's something transcendent about the whole relationship too. It's like it takes me out of time and space in this very linear way and it's like the spiral of life and co-creation and perspective. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Belinda, but 
I was born a mistake. And I was born by accident. I wasn't, there wasn't an intention for me to be here. But my mom accepted me with love. And here I am today. And when we know that we are loved, there are no mistakes. And that's what Herbie Hancock got to learn in that moment from Miles Davis, was there was no mistake. It's just the choices that we make one step after another. And what are they creating? They're creating music. What a gift. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm grateful to your mother for her love and her trust of the possibility of what this wild child might be like. Omar Bronson. (laughs) Here's to the universe. (laughs) So we're going to get to hear some more stories from our gratitude circles related to reverence. What inspires on me is the the human soul and spirit's ability to thrive when it is challenged. So knowing that when we're challenged, our soul can come through and shine, shine brightly um, and save us. So just knowing that within all of us, we have that superpower that we can overcome no matter what the challenge is. It's interesting. I'm feeling a paradox on my belly right now, holding reverence and challenge together. And in many ways, what comes up is reverence is like this highest form of gratitude. I bow down to this thing that's showing up in front of me. And sometimes that can be really bitter and hard to swallow. You know, medicine isn't always tasty. (laughs) It's not like a five-course meal. It can sometimes come down, go down really hard. And I think about, you know, artists, how so many of them had to really embrace their own darkness in order to create the beauty and the love that we feel when we witness the art. And I, I wonder, without going there, you know, without eating that bitterness, and you know, in Chinese we have that saying, seeing the shadow, going into the deep, dark, scary places, how limiting that would be if we, if we you know, just stopped ourselves from that challenge. Can you say that saying in Chinese? cool. That sounds bitter. yeah i just i'm struck by your words around bowing down and there's a part of bowing down that can be i'm not worthy and then there's a part of bowing down that's just deep respect and it's in many ways the same action But what is really the choice that we're making? Are we bowing down and saying, I'm not worthy? Are we bowing down and saying, ooh, I get to be part of this. I am a part of this. I get to be part of 
this magical unfolding. I am part of the miracle of this life. The first thing that came to my mind um, when seeing the word reverence and reading the question, I thought about um, just the power of God and, and its ability to hear me when I pray. This prayer has been a thing that I've had to really um, understand, learn, and believe in last year and even this year. And sometimes you feel like, am I just talking to myself? Am I being heard? Like, um, you know, there can be silence, you know? You might have to wait a period of time to hear back um, from God, for me especially. But when I get an answer, when I see something happen in my life that is specifically what I ask for. I mean, exactly. And something that I cannot manifest on my own. I'm just left in like complete awe. And just like, you know, I don't really understand this thing. I'm learning who God is. It's it's a, it's like a mind blowing experience, but I know I'm heard. Like my requests and even my tears don't fall on deaf ears. And something happens in my life where I, I just know the truth, even without fully understanding. I can just know the truth. And that leaves me like in awe and, and dumbfounded. Um, the last time I joined the circle, I was calling in from Los Angeles. And when we checked in, I was like, I'm in Koreatown. And I was there living in LA, waiting to hear back um, from a, an apartment that I applied for here in Tulsa. And the way that my move was able to happen, it was just, it was all God. It was things that I couldn't, you know, create on my own. And I'm just like, I'm here, like I'm here now. And it all happened, you know, with me, you know, turning over in words, with words, something that I really needed. And so I'm just like, even when I, I'm here now and I just look around some nights, I'm like, I can't even believe this, you know? So thank you for letting me share. To be heard is a moment of awe, in part because it's we're being seen for who we are as we are. Not what we could be, not what we were, just who we are in this moment. I really felt the energy of her voice communicating how life is truly a miracle. You know, you said that, Omar, your life is truly a miracle. And there is something very deep and surrendering about that too. Like, wow. It's almost like reverence comes when we experience something that beyond our own control, beyond our own minds. I you know, we can't even necessarily explain it, but we can feel it deeply. And, and yeah, it, I feel very lucky to be human right now in this moment. You know, there are times when I regret it. <laughs> it's like too much. I wish I was just a spirit floating. Um, but in, in this moment and just really feeling those words, I, I feel really grateful for the miracle of life and the, the surprises and the delights that we get to experience 
that create that moment of reverence? I love, first of all, I love sunflowers, the beauty and how they turn to the light and then they take a little rest and then they come up with the light. So I guess the natural rhythm of a sunflower I love and appreciate and I'm in awe. One thing that's coming into my mind is the fact that when we did our poll in the beginning, apprehension was, had a red line that was the longest. And that despite that, there's been all this beautiful sharing and vulnerability and um, I, I just feel love and uh, graciousness towards the sharing that's happening and um, a deep appreciation, reference for it. Yeah. My question for folks who are listening right now is what light are you turning towards? And whether you call that light sunflower, sequoia, God, universe, spirit, I'm indifferent. All I think about is that you actually have a light that you turn to. What you shared, Omar, is bringing up a memory for me. So last summer, I decided I was going to try to be a better gardener because, you know, if you're doing work called gratitude blooming with lots of plants, you really have to start to connect with them in a deeper way. So I um, got a sun- one sunflower and I planted it um, in the ground. And I remember the delight of seeing the flower emerge over time with its really long, tall stalks. And it was delightful to witness the growth of this sunflower and just see how it moved uh, during the day and over the season. And there was also some sadness because it felt really lonely just having one (laughs) just right there on the soil. And um, I regretted not planting a community of sunflowers at that time because it just really felt alone. You know, it was like a tree of one in this uh, garden bed. And what this share reminds me of is, again, how beautiful it is to see life through the lens of others. And that that vulnerability that gets created is part of seeing life with reverence. So as we close this podcast today, Belinda, words of inspiration, reverence, standing in awe. What are you feeling right now? I feel a warmth in my belly. There's a gentleness that's there that wasn't there before. And also I feel a softening in my eyes just to be able to relax into a more expansive view of life, of this moment. I'm feeling like a kid in a candy shop. (laughs) I'm giddy. I get to be here. And it wasn't a given that I would get to be here. And so I really appreciate each and every moment that I have. 
So we have a practice for this week for our listeners around reverence. And this practice was inspired by my snorkeling adventure yesterday. I decided to go hiking down this very wild path, going down to the bay. This bay was widely known to be the place where they got inspiration for Finding Nemo. So this kingdom of ocean life and abundance in the ocean, I got to witness. And I just remembered being really lost in time. Like I I had no idea how much time I was in the water. I was just kind of flying in the water, it felt like. And... I got lost in the colors of the ocean and the patterns of the fish. It's just a reminder that when we are in a state of wonder, you know, we kind of lose track of where we are. And we're just in that that space of awe. For the practice for this week around reverence, we invite you to go out in nature, place of life, a place of beauty, and let the colors of the earth inspire you. Are you drawn to a dark color? Are you drawn to something bright and light? Just let yourself be your five-year-old self when everything was magical. Just imagine yourself as that five-year-old child and just see the world in that way. Let yourself be guided by the things that bring you wonder and delight or curiosity and give gratitude for that in whatever way is meaningful to you when you stop and see something that just takes your breath away. Just say thank you. Thank you, Belinda. Cheers to the miracle of life. Cheers. Thank you for being here, Omar. Follow, like, and subscribe to the Gratitude Blooming Podcast and support us by sharing it with your friends and family.